Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Hooligan Report. I'm your host as always, SM, and with me I have Type Club. Hey. And I also have Cookson. Sup. Uh, we've had a few interesting results this weekend in, in the Premier League, so we might get straight into it uh, and have a look at the Arsenal and Stoke game, which finished 3-2 to Stoke. Uh, it's been sort of a bogey team of Arsenal have Stoke. Uh, so what were your thoughts on that one, Cookson? Well, probably a bit funny. I mean, Arsenal losing to Stoke, and that's advantageous for us going for third place. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just bogey team. I mean... Arsenal seemingly struggle against any side that is a bit aggressive or a bit attacking or a bit physical, but same old Arsenal, really. I mean, looks fantastic, but just lacks some of the goods. And crowd scoring after, what was it, 19 seconds? Yep. Well, there are thereabouts. I mean, 3 0 down at half time. I mean, and then you see, oh, it's, just, it's probably going to be a bit off the tangent, but there I say that Arsene Wegner probably, he should have left. After the FA Cup, uh, I would I'd agree with you. I mean, I think when they were staring down the barrel, two 0 down to little old Hull, um, I think there were a lot of thoughts going through Arsenal supporters' minds that perhaps that was the end of the road for Arsene Wenger. And even if even though they t- ended up winning the match, maybe that should have been the end of the road for him. Yeah, I mean, brilliant coach. Don't get me wrong, but he's what? I mean, he he's done very well considering he's had to pay off a stadium or et cetera, et cetera. But he's just it's lost. Not going to happen until. Um... Until he steps down, because yeah. the board just don't seem like they're going to do it. Um, right now, I reckon they're they're a bit spooked by what happened to Manchester United. They got rid of Fergie, and um, they just plummeted like from champions to to seventh. So um, I think, yeah, I think Arsenal to, are a bit spooked right now. They'd have to be very careful about who they bring in as a replacement. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, they've got a lot of players that Wenger has chosen. Um, it's a pretty unbalanced team if you look at it, and um, a new manager will need to manage that. For sure, they're all, um, they're all the same sort of player. I mean. Yeah. Technically brilliant, very good footballers, but you get you just a stiff breeze would beat them in a physical contest. Well, for sure, they, they they don't have enough grit, I suppose. Since about Vieira, I can't. Well, I mean, perhaps Flamini is the only one I can think of that they have these days who um, has any sort of physicality about him. But yeah, not really since Vieira have they had that sort of player. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they just signed too many attacking players, as you said, and um, well. Stoke, they love playing him um, at the Britannia. Apparently, Arsenal have only won once here since Stoke got promoted. Um, so there's that as well. I mean, the players, Shawcross was sending out a battle cry pre-match, saying that Arsenal are no good here. It's going to be a feisty game. should be good. Um, and he delivered. He walked the walk. For sure. So so um, what does this mean for Arsenal now? I mean, they're kind of sitting mid-table at the moment. Um where are they? Oh, not mid-table, really. They're sixth. Um, but they're only ahead of Newcastle on goal difference, only a point ahead of Swansea, and only two points ahead of Liverpool, who everyone's saying are having such a terrible season. Um, so it hasn't been mm. too good a start for them. 13 yeah, points yeah, behind right. Chelsea. Yeah, and they haven't had like a big injury list like, like Manchester United. They've only had Garoud out. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Southampton are maybe a threat to them. Finishing top getting four. Getting that fourth. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I think they've got West Ham covered. Newcastle, Liverpool. I think they got Liverpool covered, um, but I think once again they will finish top four, and it might be just enough for Wenger. Well, speaking of title, you know? speaking of Newcastle, the early game was probably the shock of the weekend, and that was Newcastle defeating Chelsea two one. Um, they do have a very good record against Chelsea up at uh, St James's Park, so perhaps not as big an upset as some people might think. But what were your thoughts on this one, Type Club? Oh yeah, Chelsea went from the um, Invincibles to the Defeatables. <laughs> they uh, 
they they just look like every other team when their stars aren't firing. So they're not that. They're not all that. Um, and I think Mourinho was pretty ordinary on the day. Um, he didn't go for the early handshake. <laughs> I was hoping that Padre would go for every oh, other one, but that would have been yeah, that would have been hilarious. So, but it's okay. We'll plot the Chelsea master plan. We finish top. We go through January. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's winning in December. It's good, good FA. Um, it'll be an interesting one because but, I think he was saying Costa's confirmed to start tomorrow morning for them. So, um, you know, knock on wood that it doesn't actually happen. But if he if he picked up a knock or something, Fabregas is out suspended as well. Um, you, you don't want to be sort of panicking and throwing all their players into um Champions League game that doesn't really mean anything to sort of, uh, you know, yeah. get back on track the after problem, the loss. Yeah, the problem is, though, is that Costa isn't looking good at the moment. Um, he scored one goal in four games, and I think Mourinho wants to play him back into form. Um, maybe that's what he's thinking. He wants to get some minutes into him, get him fresh, um, get him ticking again. Is he at a stage now where he can play? I know there was at one point they were saying he couldn't play more than one game a week uh, due to his he had a few hamstring injuries. Um, is he at a stage now where he can play more often? Is that why they're playing, trying to play him back into form? I think that's what Mourinho is trying to do with this um, this idea that he's going to start midweek. Um, but he has only scored one goal in the last four games, and um, he didn't look like scoring on the weekend either. He was he was kind of anonymous on the weekend. Yeah, he was. They did they did quite well in keeping him quiet. And Cisse popped up again for another double. I think he's got two or three doubles already this season. I mean, I know he scored a brace against us, and I think he scored a brace against Burnley or someone like that. So um, he, he's pretty I, impressive off the bench for them. Yeah, yeah. And Pardew seems to have like uh, it's, it's not luck that he's beaten Mourinho. Every time now, um, he's, it's not the first time he's beaten him, so I think he's got it figured out. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of star, stri- star strikers in the Premier League, um, talking about Costa, um, bad news for Manchester City with Aguero set to be out for about six weeks uh, in the wake of their 1-0 win over Everton. Uh, it was a game with with a little bit of controversy about it, and the, the ref, Mariner, has been dropped to League One as a result uh, for two non-calls on red cards for City players and for a pretty suspect penalty. Uh, how did you guys see this one? To be honest, I haven't seen it, but I've seen some footage of it. I mean, I don't know, you probably could debate that the... I mean, the cards were what, for City, right? Yeah, I think it was Mangala with a high boot and uh, Fernando as well with a high boot. One of them caught a, an evident player in the head. Uh, I think the other one got him on the back or something like that. Um, I mean, I, I actually haven't seen the incidents myself. I'm going on second-hand information here. I've, I have seen the penalty incident, which was incredibly soft. I'll agree on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seemed, it seemed like a bit of an interesting match. The Fernando challenge was really wild. He pretty much kicked him in the head. Um, but you don't see that much in the EPL, red, straight reds for high boots, um, like you see elsewhere in Europe. Usually it's, I don't know, I've seen it happen at a yellow. I remember, I think Raphael got concussed by one like a few years ago there's footage yeah, of John Terry and Vidic getting hit and it's like fairly it's like yellows yeah, yeah I don't I don't think it was a red um, but I don't think it was a penalty however um, Everton didn't look that good so Man City did pretty well to keep a clean sheet uh, and get the get the one to win it's not something you see every week from Pellegrini keeping and, clean sheets <laughs> and they've closed the gap on Chelsea now yeah to just three points and 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 their best players aren't even playing that well. Only Aguero really. Um, Toure and Silva are not really firing, um, and they've got a pretty easy run coming up. The next was, four games. I was about to say the next four games are as as easy as you could get. I think. I think they're something like Leicester, Burnley, QPR, and Crystal Palace, or something like that. Um, yeah, so it's really so sad about Aguero, but 
I don't think they're going to miss him in these I games. I think if you're a fantasy player, you're going to be crying quite sorely. Uh, with him, with him sitting out those four games, it would have been very nice to get a couple of goals under his belt in those ones. But otherwise, I think, um, I think as a city supporter, you know that you're going to be getting the points regardless. Uh, so, you know, you'll have him back, fit and firing for the late January, early February run into the end of the season. Yeah, I think the big difference that's going to make is his chances for the player of the year. But for Manchester City, stats suggest that they don't lose let, lose more when he's not there. So they don't win as they keep winning as much, pretty much, without him based on the stats recently. Yeah, well... It's like a slight drop-off, that's it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, speaking of uh, teams down the lower end of the table, um, an, a match to keep an eye on uh, away from the title race was QPR up against Burnley. Um, QPR seemed to actually have a habit of doing pretty well in these sorts of matches, and they've again come out on top 2-0. Charlie Austin was pretty much in everything. He got the assist, he got a goal, and he got a red card. Um do we see QPR's ability to get these sorts of wins quite consistently as evidence that they could actually stay up? I'll probably yeah, say relegation six pointers. Mm, yeah, I mean it's because uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you got to type up. I was just going to say um, it's a six pointer Burnley. When you're down there, it's like at the top of the table when you're playing your direct rivals. It's kind of worth a bit more. Yeah, as I said, it's not beating this. Like you can beat the big, like one or two big teams, but. They're not going to win. They're not going to save you. It's the six pointers where you're harming the opposition. That's the more important games. Yeah, for sure. I think, and I and I think I've said it before. But that's kind of the way we set out last season. It's if you take those three points off the opposition, then not only are you giving them to yourself, but yeah, like you say, you're harming the opposition, and those are the ones you want to win because um, it keeps those sides below you. Uh, and QPR are doing a great job of that. Um, and, yeah, it's up to teams like Leicester, Burnley, Hull, West Brom, those sorts of sides to start picking up more points against the rivals around them. Unlike, you know, everyone was singing praises for Leicester early in the season for picking up wins against United and teams like that, but those aren't the, those really aren't the sort of wins that are going to keep you up. Yeah, they're dead last now. So, yeah, and they're starting to drift off a little bit. They're four points from safety now. So um, Yeah, they're... they're, they're... They're cemented in the relegation zone right now for at least one week. Yeah, um, so that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Um, the last Premier League game of the weekend to, to look at in focus was um, the late game on uh, Tuesday morning, Man United up against Southampton, which was quite an interesting one for the neutrals, I think, because Southampton out to prove critics wrong that they're not just a side that's had a pretty easy run of fixtures, that they can actually beat the big sides. And I mean, I'm sure Cookson, you would have had more of a look at this game than perhaps we would have. Um, so how did you see this one? It was a terrible game to watch. It was a lot of game back. But still, Van Persie was, I mean, a world-class striker. He took he's, the chances. He's back to form. Yeah. Unfortunately, in this match, our midfield and defenders were not up to form. <laughs> but Ashley Young, he's actually gone pretty good right now. Well, it was interesting to see that Pele actually managed to score for Southampton because he's been in a bit of a rut lately. Uh, so it's a bit, it's probably good signs for Southampton if he can get back amongst the goals, but certainly good signs for you guys if Van Persie can continue on with that sort of form. I think he's your top scorer now. I think so, but I haven't really been sure because goals have been shared quite a lot around at United this season, which is different from usual, but another injury too, which also sucks. It's a good sign for United there when you've got when you don't have to rely on just one player, when you've got four or five guys, which they do have, um, any one of them can step up and win, win your match because he did win the match off his own boot. They didn't really look like deserving to win. And um, and he put those, what, they had two shots on target? Three I shots? I think something like that, yeah. Yeah, so they, they had pretty much had limited opportunities and he put them away. When's Demaraju so, back? Uh, this week. Oh, okay. 
So that's actually pretty good timing then. Time to tear up Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> what about Flop Cow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when's Flop Cow drew back? Well, he's fit, except the issue is he didn't play because we had the injury. Then Van Hal had to make a sub, so limited options there. Okay. Yeah, I saw, I saw Van Hal um, on the weekend. I thought it was pretty good signs from him making that change in the first half, um, turn the game around. He, he kind of stifled Southampton too, the way he set up, um, yeah. to break down the flanks and just... Uh, the issue is that none of the defenders are really good in the back three. I mean, I would rather have Smalling and Rojo as the Smojo partnership. <laughs> yeah. That's not catching but up. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and what, he made the 39-minute substitution. Um, McNair came off, didn't he? Revert, yeah. Yeah, did McNair he revert just, to two at the back? Well, it was two at the back with Carrick kind of dropping in and coming out. All right. Yeah, I thought it was... A, Good sign, really. I didn't, it didn't look like it was working with the three, and he picked it up pretty quick and turned it around. Um, now, I think, I can't remember which player it was, but somebody's come out in the week and said that United are in the title race. Um, how realistic <laughs> is is that title race? And, and realistically, do we see them at least certainties for top four at this stage? Top four, yes, title race. Just got to wait until see after January. I mean, teams have come back from far more than us at moments closer to the end of the season and one. I mean... You can't sit there and go, okay, we're content with top four. It's like, you have to... Yeah, I mean, look, you're not a Liverpool. Yeah, Yeah, Liverpool, they're not interested in winning titles because they're just apparently not capable of it. So (laughs) um, so they they, they just don't want to aim for it. Um, But Man United, they seem to be a bit more ambitious and at least they say, look, we we might win. And it's better to aim higher. You end up... I think they'll definitely get top four. Um, I always thought that they had the third best squad. They just didn't have the manager last season. Uh, but I think LVG is coming along pretty well, right at about the time that he said he would as well. Well, speaking of Liverpool, they had quite an interesting re- result this morning, uh, which saw them knocked out of Champions League. Um, the game kind of turned on its head with the red card, uh, which seemed quite a soft one from where I was sitting. Um, Stevie G with quite a classic vintage free kicker for a goal to try and get them back into it but um, criticism levelled once again at Lovren, Skirtle, players of that sort who I don't think actually completed a successful tackle all match um, so I mean arguably they didn't, they didn't really deserve to get through as it was uh, but how did we see this one? Absolutely not deserving because they can blame the referee if they want but it's not the referee's fault that they failed to beat Ludogorets twice um, and they rested players against Real Madrid saying that We'll just win on the last match day. We'll be all right. But it didn't work out for them. Um, it was another legendary night at Anfield. And uh, it's just the gift, the gift that keeps on giving this season for a neutral Liverpool. Well, here's a fun stat. Hull City have won more European games this season than Liverpool. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> so uh, so uh, you can enjoy that one, Liverpool supporters. Shots fired. Uh, shots have been fired. Um, well, it's an easy place to come now, Anfield. It is. On the weekend, even. Pantelimon only made two saves. Well, that's it. Um, I mean, going through the other results for the weekend, yeah, they they drew nil nil with Sunderland at home, and I think it was it a few seasons ago where they, where the uh, Anfield is pretty much the draw city. Uh, you know, teams would go there and they'd yeah. pretty much always pick up a point. Yeah, because Liverpool were hitting the post like they had magnets on the post. So yeah, um, well, that was the, the main excuse. They would have won the title if it wasn't for that. Um, so <clears throat> under Kenny, they, they made a lot of chances, and everyone was drawing there. Right now, it's a really—it's not an intimidating place. The, the the fans weren't that loud last night. 
Um, yeah, they didn't really seem to get into it until Gerard scored his free kick, and I think that was a little bit too too little too late for them. Um, cool dude's been on the board today criticising the lineup. <laughs> so I do think, you know, if Brendan Rodgers doesn't come under more intense scrutiny as a result of this result, um, I, I'm not sure what it will take for him to get the sack before the end of the season. Well, apparently well, they want to get Rafa back in. Cool dude, for me, has been the voice of reason among the Liverpool fans this, this lately. Um, he's calling it as it is. They they put out a ridiculous, an absolutely ridiculous lineup. He needed the win, Rogers, and he's put in four grunts in midfield, four central midfielders with pretty much no attacking ability other than Gerrard. Um, everybody knows that this is Gerrard's possibly last game for Champions League, probably actually, um, probably his last goal. And you want to be more spirit among the teammates to to you know fight for him. But he was a he was the main guy for them. He was the biggest. The biggest fighter on the on the night. Yeah, he was, and I, you can tell you can tell he had a lot of passion for the club, and still does. And it would have been hurting for him to sit and bow out like they did. Uh, yeah, and, and there's been calls for Rafa to return. Um, that's not the kind of. There's no way knowing that last night would happen under Rafa's um, stewardship. He's a good coach. I think it's a, a bad option actually. You could bring him in now, and he, he'd have a good chance of winning the UEFA Cup. Um. Well, we've Europa up. We've covered the Liverpool drew with nil nil with Sunderland. Um, the other results in the Premier League at the same time, we also had Spurs who drew nil nil with Crystal Palace. Um, more drop points for Spurs. I think they're still sitting in mid table as well. They're, they're level on points with Liverpool, so I think they're a side that's sort of uh, dodged a little bit of cri- criticism as well, I suppose, because Liverpool and Arsenal's plights have perhaps been a bit more high profile. Um, we also yeah, had. But, Sorry. Yeah, but they do have a new manager. Um, I think he needs a bit of time. Just give him one season. And then see how he goes. That's the Spurs manager. Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, we also had Hull drawing nil-nil with West Brom, and I would say two points dropped for Hull in a pretty crucial relegation six-pointer. I mean, we were talking before about how important it is to take those three points off your closest rivals, and I think um, whilst it was a positive to not lose another game for both sides, um, when, your man of the, when your man of the match is your keeper saving a penalty and a free kick, and you've had one shot on target from a, an iffy midfielder who's in, in the team as a fringe player... Uh, it's not looking too good for Hull at the moment, so hopefully that can turn around sooner rather than later. Probably not this weekend against Chelsea, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how they go no after that. Yeah, you never, no. you never know, Sam. No, uh, I'm with you. On <laughs> if that you one, ask me, up. yeah. If you ask me, this the game after Chelsea lost their first game is the toughest season yeah. of any yeah. team in the EPL this season. It'll be a tennis score, I reckon, six love. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. I'm, I'm not holding out too much hope for much better. Um, but on Sunday night, we had West Ham getting up 3-1 over Swansea, uh, with Sacco continuing his incredible run of scoring in just about every game he plays, and I think. Um, Villa got up 2-1 over Leicester to continue their relegation plight. Um, and it was a good win for Villa. They're starting to get back on track. They haven't been playing. They had that sort of blip in the middle of the season in October where they didn't score a single goal, but they're starting to string a few more wins together again. Yep, it's just about getting consistency, trying to get another three points and other three points, but yeah, it's been a shocking season by Villa so far. Yep. Um, we'll go into the previews now. We've got... So we've, we've already we've covered uh, Liverpool's Champions League game, so we'll cover Manchester City's Champions League game tomorrow morning because they're another Premier League side who are in, at risk of being knocked out, um, and they go up against Roma away from home. Um, do we give them much? Do they, they they need to win this game to go through? I believe. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. bottom of the table in their group. 
So very, very slight chance of going through even if they do win. Yeah, it's a really tight group though, so they can go through. But right now, if they don't win, they're at the bottom already. So yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think they're a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say with them in Europe because um, you just don't know what you're going to get out of City as a club. Even before Pellegrini arrived, who is not that good in in Europe anyway. Um, but yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna see a dress rehearsal for how they're gonna play without Aguero. Well, that's the thing. Is, I mean, um, you would have given them a decent chance perhaps with Aguero, but they don't. I don't think they have a fit striker now. I think Jovetic is injured as well, and so is Jeko. Um, from the last I heard, so what? Well, I suppose they might play a false nine or something with Toure as that sort of um, figure point. But I don't know. I don't know how they'll line up. I think they'll try and play one of their strikers into fitness, um, a bit like Costa maybe, but I think it'll be Seco. Uh, give him some minutes, try and get get, some, get him fresh for the weekend. Because they played Pozo on the weekend, which um, was pretty left of field. Zeko, if they can get him fit, he's a great option. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out, I suppose. I mean, Roma has a quite stingy defence, I believe. Or, or was that more last season than this season? Um, I think they've been... Pretty average, not great, not good. Okay. Um, not not great, not bad. Pretty, yeah. Okay, well, it'll certainly be one to keep an eye on. Um, we might move on to the Premier League games then, and, and of the matches being played this weekend, probably the standout, uh, we've already touched on it slightly, would be Manchester United up against Liverpool. It's probably the, the tie of the round. Um, how do you boys see this one playing out? United to win. Go ahead, because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much? We have a... Um, for... I don't care if it's by one goal or three, just get a win. We haven't beaten the Scousers in a while. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, hopefully, I mean, we probably, we should have the advantage in forwards, considering they have Ricky Lambert, we have Wayne Rooney, Van Persie, and Falcao. So yeah, yeah. All, we should, I mean, as long as we play the good formation, hopefully with two at the back. I mean, the issue is with our fullbacks, because, I mean, Ashley Young and Valencia aren't fullbacks by any means. Yeah, it's probably going to be a very interesting game. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we can win. I think Liverpool just looks so abject all over the pitch. I mean, they have Lambert as their only striker. Um, their only spark of creativity seems to be Sterling, really. Um, so, I mean, mm. if you can't get over a side like that, with, as you say, the forwards that you have available, the firepower you have, um, you really should be putting them away 2 or 3 nil. Their bounce-back ability is, um, is just very bad. They... Um... Rogers can't seem to turn around the rot. Uh, what's happening is you're watching them and they're still passing the ball okay, but they're not doing the movement off the ball, which they were last season really well. Um, pass and move, brilliant. But this season, you, they pass the ball and they think their job's done and they seem to just walk around the pitch. It's really, um, I don't know what they have to do, but it's they're at their lowest point of the season. Uh, probably the lowest point under Rogers certainly. Um, so it's a good time to play them. And they don't seem to respond well to um, to adversity. And United have won five games in a row now, so they're certainly um, flying high at the moment in terms of confidence. So it's probably not the, t- uh, not, not, not the time of season you'd want to be playing United um, if you're a Liverpool supporter, I suppose. So score predictions? 2-0 United. We're going for Van Persie and Rooney. 3-0, Rooney double, um, Mata. Yeah, I might go 3-0. I'll go Van Persie with one, and I reckon Di Maria might chip in with a couple on his return. Um, 
The late game on Saturday night is Arsenal up against Newcastle. Um, we could see back-to-back losses for Arsenal here because I reckon Newcastle are in a bit of trouble in terms of keepers. So I think they're down to their third-string keeper, so that could prove to be their mm. undoing. Um, but everywhere else on the pitch, Newcastle seems to be finally getting everything clicking into gear, uh, so it could be quite an interesting one. Yeah, and Arsenal really low on confidence as well, it seems, just because their fans are, are, are fighting with each other after the match. Um, there's a lot of pressure on... There's probably never been more pressure on Winger right, than right now as well. Um, so whether the players want to put in a good performance to give them a bit of good press will remain to be seen. Um, Alexis is in the red zone, which is a big concern, isn't it? That's what Winger said. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so Alexis is in the red zone. I think I don't know what that means, if he's in really good form or, or if it has some other <laughs> meaning. But, I um, see. I thought... I th- I thought he meant in terms of um, being run into the ground. I thought it as in red, as in like he was being a bit overplayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he means. Right. Um, but I don't think you single out. You're by far best player for a negative thing. I don't know. He's in the red zone. But I don't know. Maybe we've got to look at that. Did he? As a did he play this morning? Not sure actually. Because um, I don't actually I didn't, recall I didn't him playing. See that. So, so yeah, so he might have actually had a rest this morning, which which might um, help him for the weekend, I guess. But um, maybe he's in the orange zone now, then. Yeah, <laughs> cooling back down. Yeah. Um, the closer he is to um, green, the better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, no, it, it, it sounds like an interesting match because Newcastle do have seem to have quite a decent record against the bigger clubs. I mean, they've they've already beaten Liverpool, they've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten uh, Tottenham. Um, they seem to be able to play against the big sides quite well. Uh, it's, it's at the Emirates, though, which will probably help Arsenal. But, um, no, who knows? Cookson, what do you reckon? We'll go for a 2-2 draw. Uh, for me, recalling, um... the, recalling the nice comeback Newcastle had, uh, <laughs> was it two or three seasons ago, where they came back from four goals down? No, it's oh, just... Yeah. Sanchez is probably in good. Sanchez is in too good a form, but Newcastle also are going pretty decent. So, so a draw, yeah. No, fair enough. And type club. Um, for me, it's going to depend on the lineup. If if Wenger doesn't play Conchelny and he keeps plays like Chambers in there, um, Garuda instead of Welbeck. Well, Chambers can't if play. He does the right, a red card. Oh, well, they, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> Conchelny will be back in. Yeah. Um, but if he gets the lineup right, certainly Arsenal should win. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. Um, yeah. Just because of the Newcastle third-choice keeper, because I think Arsenal will be too good at home. Yeah, I do think the third-choice keeper might might be Newcastle's undoing, so I, I reckon maybe Arsenal 2-1, but I reckon Newcastle might snatch an early goal uh, to put a lot of pressure on Wenger, so we'll see what, how they uh, respond to that one. Um, in the other big game of the round, I guess we've already mentioned it a little bit, um, we'll talk about Chelsea up against Hull, uh, just in terms of whether... I mean, I, th- I, I think we've all agreed Chelsea will bounce back and win. Um, in terms of getting their confidence back on track and, and in the title race, um, how do we see this one? Yeah, go ahead, Cookson. Oh, sorry, what was the game again? Was it Chelsea? Hull. Chelsea. Didn't we already do this one? We we mentioned it briefly before. Um, oh, for, sorry. Probably Chelsea to win. Not by 6-0. I mean, you're too up. Too pessimistic there, Sam. <laughs> I expect a 3-0 win to Chelsea. I think it'll be interesting to see how they go without Fabregas, because he's obviously um, suspended for this match. And I guess we can tie this discussion into talking about uh, fantasy football this week, because um, I think a lot of people would have Fabregas in their side. Um, it, it poses an interesting one as to whether... I mean, for instance, I, I've traded him out for Hazard, um, who I actually think is a much better scoring option from Chelsea. Um, but I don't know about you guys... 
whether you'd keep Fabregas in the team and just put him on the bench for this week. Um, Fabregas to Hazard isn't a bad move, but for me, I don't have either one. So I'm quite happy with this because Fabregas is dropping points. He's only going to miss one week. Um, but right now he's dropping points. If you sell him for just one week, you're probably not going to bring him back because that was that's a waste of his um, value, rise and drop, because uh, you would have bought him before his rise. Now he's earned like six or seven points. You sell him, you can't bring him back in. Otherwise, you it's just really dumb. Um, but you've obviously chosen to go with Hazard, which isn't a bad move. Uh, I mean, I got rid of I got rid of Fabregas a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I, mean, right. I didn't get him, I didn't take him out this week. I'm just saying that I was quite happy now that I mean he's still owned by quite a lot of people, so. I think it's it's wise sometimes to recognise when players aren't actually giving you the scoring output that their popularity suggests they should have. Oh yeah, definitely. If um, right now I think the guy who um, is not so popular just because of his form throughout the season, but going forward is a possible good guy to come in for that price is Toure. Yeah, um, he's had a good, really good three weeks, but their their form going forward looks pretty easy, and they need somebody to step up in place of Aguero. Um, so I think I've actually brought him in this week. I think that's a good move. I agree. I think Toure is definitely one that I'd be looking at to bring in. Um, as you said, they've got such an easy run. And with Aguero out, there'll be chances for other players to step up and score a couple of goals here and there. And obviously he put the penalty away on the weekend against Evidence. So um, he's, he's starting to find the back of the net a bit more in recent weeks. Uh, so he'd definitely be one got, to watch. The only thing is African Cup of Nations. Um, I'm not sure if he travels there or not. I think he yeah, Ivory Coast. I think Ivory Coast did make it, so I think he'd be going over for that. It's the same, um, I've had Wilfred Brony in the team for a couple of weeks now, and he's another one that you have to be wary of, because he'll be heading off for the um, African Cup of Nations as well. So, yeah, that's gonna it's going to throw um, the spanner in the works for a couple of sides uh, in the Premier League. I mean, um, you always have to consider that there's the Asian Cup, which will take Yednak away from Crystal Palace. Um, so there'll be a couple of sides come January who will be potentially without a couple of their star players. Yeah, that's right. It's um, not my team. It's not United, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking that United don't really have any of those guys from Africa and Asia. Um, they're all Europeans or South American. Yeah. Um, I mean, there aren't too many other games to preview this weekend, just casting my eye over it. I mean, we've got Burnley up against Southampton, which is seemingly quite one-sided. Crystal Palace against Stoke is probably one that wouldn't be for the neutrals, um, unless it's you know, unless you're a rugby supporter wanting to give a game of football a go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-four of Tony Pulis Cup, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Leicester up against Man City, and so we've got Chelsea up against Hull, and Leicester up against Man City, and probably two games where Leicester and Hull might just be looking to contain the goal difference damage. I suspect. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be two of those games. It's going to be not pretty. Um, Leicester and Hull are in pretty bad form, and both the teams they're playing need a win. Um, Chelsea, I just think. The game after their first loss was always going to be the toughest, no matter who you are yeah. facing Chelsea. Uh, we also have Sunderland up against West Ham in a pretty, another pretty nothing game, I suspect, because um, Sunderland are sort of they're not in they're not in any poor form, but they're not really in danger of dropping into the relegation zone immediately. Um, and West Ham up in third, they're f- up in fourth, I should say, are flying at the moment. Um, oh, West Ham, yeah. Go ahead, Cookson. Well, you'd expect West Ham to win, but. It's probably just going to be one of those regulation 2-0 victories to West Ham. Just no controversy. Just just getting it done. Yeah, normal Saturday afternoon at the footy. Andy Carroll with another couple of headed goals, I, I suspect. Um, he's looking all right for them at the moment. Anything? Oh, West, West Ham are looking amazing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very balanced everywhere on the pitch. Um, 
and Carroll, he's like Allardyce has probably got the perfect team for what he needs to play. Um, I remember Allardyce. And that's why they're so high up. At the start of the season, they were getting results, but he was complaining that they weren't getting enough clean sheets because um, that's the way he likes to play his football. And I think, I think even he would grudgingly admit now, with where they're sitting on the table, that if they're giving up a couple of clean sheets to be sitting fourth on the table after 15 games, that he'll take it. Mm, yeah, he must be pretty happy with what's going on um, with their form. I think they'll want to win, and I don't see how it's not. I don't think I don't see any other result. And I think this is probably the longest uh, Premier League season's gone without a manager sacked. Um, just thinking on Allardyce, he's changed around the way he plays, and he's secured his job. Uh, we've also got West Brom up against Aston Villa, also at the uh, in the two a.m. time slot, um, and that's another two sides with managers who, at the start of the season, you might have placed as the first or second favourites of getting the sack, and both have almost um, solidified their position as managers. I mean, Alan Irvine, not as much as Paul Lambert, perhaps, but um, they're both looking quite strong in the job now. Yeah. I mean, Rogers is maybe the only one. Probably, he must be a favourite to get sacked first at this point. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think... Someone like Rogers is probably favourite to get sacked. I mean, you could see someone like Harry Redknapp or um, maybe Nigel Pearson getting the sack at some point if if owners owners start to panic as the season wears on. But I think interestingly this season, the owners just seem to be a lot more level headed in the clubs that are down the bottom. Um, for instance, I know I think we're talking pre season with Mars Magician and Sean Dykes basically being guaranteed the job even if they get relegated. Uh, and I know that um, our owners have a lot of support for. Steve Bruce, so I don't see him being sacked anytime soon either. Um, so I think it's interesting to see, and it's a different strategy from last season where Sunderland and Crystal Palace acted very quickly and very early, and it actually ended up saving their seasons. Um, so yeah, you, could, you, you could have looked at last season and thought that that would actually encourage the trend of sacking managers early. What I think is in that is um, there's a new TV deal this season, um, and last season all the clubs wanted it, uh, so they were acting pretty early. All the clubs have got it this season. There's not that same desperation to get that TV deal. Um, the clubs that are in the Premier League now, they got their big payout. Yeah. And maybe they're not as, um, as... Of course, they're concerned, but there's less on the line as last season compared to last season. Yep, that's a good point. Um, rounding off the weekend, we have Swansea up against Spurs uh, and Everton up against QPR. Swansea and Everton both at home. Um, so it's a there's a couple of standout fixtures there. We've got the United-Liverpool game in the Arsenal-Newcastle, probably as the picks for the neutral. Um, so, no, it'll be it'll be an interesting weekend, I suspect. Um, Cookson, do you have a foul-on-the-floor nominee? Unfortunately, it's, one of my, it's probably my most favourite player in the world. Yeah? That's Ronaldo. <laughs> I mean, it was just shocking. I mean, come on, Ronnie. Oh. You could have controlled it. <laughs> Something fancy and blasted into the net. Yeah, don't I, know I that, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I predicted this would be the Fallon for this week. It was a good dive by Ronnie. Um, I don't know what that ref was thinking. That was a pretty <laughs> obvious dive. The replays make him look a bit ridiculous too. Um, I, 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 I love to see Ronaldo putting the penalties away, but I don't like to see him diving. Yeah, uh, he he's on a bit of a ridiculous scoring streak at the moment. Um, can can anyone stop him? I mean, Messi. Messi. I think matched the hat trick the next day or the next night. Um, so it's it seems like the competition between them is heating up a bit. Competition for what? Sorry. Oh, for which is the better player? I suppose. <laughs> Are you saying it's not much of a competition? Yeah, um, I'd say that it's right nice. now. Um, not this year, no. Uh, look, Messi. He got a hat trick. It's a rare 
probably a rare hat trick for him, but <laughs> it's just another week for Ronaldo, you know. Um, oh, look, he deserves credit, but right now I think it's going to be a pretty pretty one-sided Ballon d'Or percentage. I'd probably agree you with you. Wilson? Yeah, I mean, he's just Ronnie's perfect. He's just had the perfect season. I mean, he, admittedly, he had a bit of a crap World Cup, but he's on pace for, let me just average it out, about 60 league goals, give or take. It's just yeah. ridiculous. I mean, well, apparently... Had, yeah. I think he, like, he outs... From Alan, I don't know, from, since he joined Madrid, he's, like, apparently outscored Alan Shearer in his, like, peak or something like that, or some stat I heard. Yeah, yeah. his hat trick on the weekend was two. It, it got him his two hundred goals in La Liga. That's two hundred goals in La Liga. He didn't leave the Premier League that long ago. He's already scored two hundred goals, um, and he's he's no one's ever scored this amount of goals at this stage of a season. He's like on twenty five goals already, um, and Messi has the record in a single season for amount of goals in La Liga. Um, but Ronaldo's in La Liga is yeah, like fifty Messi for Messi. So if he keeps it up, yeah, yeah. fifty uh, plus, yeah, ridiculous. Or it was exactly fifty, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, were there any final thoughts from either of you before we um, wrap it up for the evening? Probably not. Covered everything. <laughs> Get your ball boys ready. <laughs> we'll do our best. Um, it's well, blueprint. It seems to be it, doesn't it? Um, thanks very much for coming on, boys. No worries. And yeah, thanks, Amy. Thank you all for for giving it a listen. Uh, And until next week, we'll see you on the forums.